welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is episode 17, Love versus Fear. Today, we're going to deep dive into the topic of love and fear. And I actually bring on a guest with a pretty unique perspective on the topic. Now, we explore the ups and downs that you can have with love and fear, and he also shares the tools that helped him live a little bit more balanced life and what that even looks like. Now, we all have our own definitions of love and fear, so I wanted to bring on a guest to kind of really open your mind and hopefully open your heart to help you see things in a different light. So let's get to that interview. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? Welcome back to another episode. I'm so happy to have you guys here with me today. We are going to be talking about a little topic that can be controversial. And I like touching on these types of things because we got to go into these to understand them. So I brought on a guest today who is going to give us a very unique perspective on the topic of love versus fear. And the comments that he gave me, actually, I really resonated deeply with. So I decided to bring him on the show so that he could share it all with you. So he is a self-taught poet, songwriter, and musician, and his name is Eric Hires. Welcome, Eric. Hello, Trisha. Nice to meet you. Nice Thank to see you. you. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. So yeah, I just randomly met you and mm-hmm. we just started talking about fear and love and talking about all of these misconceptions that people have. And I saw something in there that my listeners, I wanted to share with everybody listening here today. So before we get into all of the stuff, I like to start with a definition of what we are talking about, just so we can have a basis of understanding. So I would like to just start by asking, what is your definition of fear? Well, that's a very interesting word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that uh, you really have to take into account some things before you go into such a, such a definition because life is very based on individual perception. So, you know, something defining something like fear is, comes down to how people themselves deal with life and their experience and how it makes them feel in the end so but i mean as a topic for discussion i i mean you could write a whole book on it but at uh i would say the place it really starts is you know with death in a way you know but not so much death in i'm afraid of dying but really death and the idea of loss you know having something and then not having it anymore you know what i mean so i would say as a root for the discussion you could start there and then, you know, we have 8,000 years of written history, so you yeah. could exponentially expound as much as you like on 
the depths of the human psychology and how far fear penetrates our minds and what effect it has on our minds and our thought processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. no, that's a very unique perspective. Absolutely. It kind of gives a good understanding of what creates fear is the loss. So yeah, I deeply resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you define love then? I mean, you know, all the same principles apply. We have just as much history, just as many stories. The stories are a lot more beautiful and colorful and attractive. So we like them a lot more and they're happy in a lot of cases. So we get caught up with those. But I would say down at the core, you know, we're really probably is for everybody is, you know, the love between a mother and a son and between a father and a daughter. You know, that basic level is really what everybody's looking for when they grow up. You know what I mean? You you want to marry somebody who takes care of you the way someone does, you know? Yeah. But life is, love's not simple. It's individual. Everybody is case by case. So, you know, we get caught up watching all those stories and thinking, no, that's what love is. And I had that part happen to me. So the whole rest of that story should happen to me. And if it doesn't, I'm not happy, <laughs> you know? Right. So. Yeah. But that's not your situation. Is that your situation? Is that your case? Are you that guy? You know, what guy are you? So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, uh, I mean, really, when you, if you really want to know what love is, you really have to come back to yourself and understand what self-love is, you know, and trying to find books on definitions for what love is between you and someone else is not really a good idea, you know, to, to find books on what loving yourself is. Well, that would be a good idea. You know, and there's, there's tons of those all throughout history. It's not a new thing. There are books from the 1800s. There are books from the 1500s. You know, Dante, for Christmas sake, from 1200. You know, you can mm-hmm. go all the way back. It's, you know, it's everywhere. So Yeah, yeah I know self-love is truly where it all starts. It's interesting because for the longest time, I had a hard time loving myself. So I didn't understand what really love was. And until I actually came into loving myself I even I I still can't comprehend it fully yet but I find that's the only time I've ever been able to actually give it to which is a really like it was a very big light bulb moment for me like oh god this is what it is oh okay (laughs) you know it's amazing you know it's it's a weird place where it kind of changed it's I don't know you know I'm I'm over 40 now so I've had I've had a life and I've done a lot of things I have kids so I've, I've been married and I thought I knew what love was and it turns out it wasn't and it kind of left me with a sour feeling you know but you find new things and the new things that i found are completely different the feeling that it you know the feeling that it brings about is a whole new thing it's yeah. it's really amazing what you can learn if you're paying attention to it as learning you know right some people just look at it purely as suffering and, and they don't learn from it so that's and that's where a lot of people's yeah. yeah, it's where a lot of people's problems come in. They're just, you know, they just allow it to make them miserable. They don't, they don't say, well, why am I miserable? What makes me miserable? Why do I question think, it? Yeah. Why do I think I should let it make me miserable? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, you know, so you really shouldn't. You don't have to. It's no. up to you. Right. It's and up exactly. to you completely. We've just been socially conditioned to live in a way that teaches us that love is a certain way and it really isn't and i love that we're getting into this topic today (laughs) yeah i mean society's uh society's complicated we we all have to work together you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I started by the definition by saying life is about perception and it's all very individual. So life is perception and it's an individual thing, but that's not what reality is. Reality is a combination of, we got 7 billion people these days. So that's a lot of perceptions that combine to create a reality, you know, and how do you sort that out? Where's the Venn diagram for that one? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's a big one. Come on. People. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> come on, man. Let me see some, who's got some presentations for me where, yeah. why, why aren't there presentations on my TV about how we can figure this crap out? It's a monitor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's a big one <laughs> so, too. So that kind of leads me into my first question then really is what would you say is the biggest misconception about love? And how has it shaped your mind about it? Well, you know, I, I feel like the biggest misconception most people have is that they jump into it. They, they think uh, it has to happen at this point, you know, and uh, it's all very complicated. I feel, you know, life likes us, like we said, society has, you know, taught us to live certain ways, to think certain ways, and we respond to those things certain ways. And we feel about that a certain way and we react to a situation. So we react to a person a certain way. So, you know, maybe we fall in love, but we have a misconception of what that is because we don't really love it. We don't embrace ourselves as much as we should. You know, society really wants us to uh, learn to be more functional as a unit. And it's kind of sapped away a lot of the individuality and, that's kind of forced people to not love themselves quite as much, you know? Hmm, I mean, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a poet when I was 19. Why? (laughs) How am I going to get a job as a poet? You know (laughs) what I mean? Who's, who's paying me for that? So I have to get another job. And a lot of people have that same situation with something else. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not poetry for them. It's some other thing that, you know, in their heart they love, but the reality is that they have to do this to be part of the system, to make, to help build society, you know? So, and mm-hmm. I held on to mine. I, I couldn't give it up. I, I kept going. It turned into a hobby. Emily Dickinson is an amazing inspiration. You know, how do you still know her name? Right. Yeah. <laughs> she she only had seven. She only published seven poems while she was alive a hundred and some years ago. Hmm. Everybody knows her name though. So I, I you know, I kind of stuck with it. But uh, a lot of people, they, they, they can't, they have to give it up because life says so. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is just looking in and allowing yourself to embrace what you love, not just people, but things and things that light you up and that drive you and give you that excitement in life, because you're not going to be getting it anywhere else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from within. Yeah. That's really interesting. It becomes like a, it becomes kind of, you, it's like your spirit essentially you know what you are in your spirit is that thing you love to do you know what I mean and we've lost a lot of that spiritual contact because of a lot of the politics involved with it you know and society so people are a bit confused on spiritualism you know a lot of people have their religions and they stick to them very vigorously and they love them and they they enhance their lives with them and that's great but a lot of people they, they don't have that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of eaten away at them. <laughs> yeah, that kind know. of it makes me curious then. How did love and fear play a part in your awakening? Um, 
Well, you know, like I said, you know, wanting to be a writer like that, I was afraid that there's no place for it, you know, so I kind of held it in and I went with what I thought was love. And it was, I, you know, I was in love for a long time. We had a great relationship, but, you know, in the end, me being afraid of holding those things in was eating away at me. And I wasn't a whole person in that relationship because I never did any of those things. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so then the relationship just kind of starts to collapse on itself. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of trouble ensues. Right. <laughs> it doesn't always last in the, you know, in the end it does. In the end, it turns out it's just better to separate and, you know, you get to be your person, they get to be their person. And, you learn to deal with what you lost in the process by trying to find what you gained in the process, hopefully, you know. So. That's the biggest thing too. And I think maybe a lot of people forget to even look for what they can gain from the loss because there's always yeah. something in it, right? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, that's, there's always a lesson in everything that everybody always says that. And we, we just get so caught up in the pain and the emotions and the feelings that, you know, we don't, we don't think about it as much as we should. We're, we're a little more heart oriented than brain oriented sometimes. And it's hard. Yeah. Admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. heart kind of drives your brain sometimes. So that's true. And I mean, sometimes it's yeah. always, it, it can lead you to good places. It's, and can? having these good experiences is just knowing what you're looking for, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Know thyself. Right. You could go to the really old sayings, you know. Yeah, no, that's true. There. Too. So what are some books that you have read? Because you did mention to me before that you had many, many books dusted on your shelf there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Collecting dust. <laughs> yeah, but you did say you dust them off every once in a while. So what are some that has helped you and you resonate with? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of books I really like. Uh, like I said, there's not much, it's all about for me, it's all been about developing myself because, you know, I wanted to be a, a writer and a poet. So I always felt that poets had a capacity to express feelings that other people didn't really understand. So mm -hmm. I kind of did a lot of reading. I kind of angled my reading that way. And I ran into a lot of great things. You know, I, I mean, the Tao Te Ching, I think, is like the book that really gave me a, a core spiritual belief system because, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up Catholic and I didn't really couldn't really hold on to it anymore with all the uh, restrictions, let's say. But mm -hmm. I still love the belief and I still love the, the all-powerful concept of life rolling forward somehow. So, and Taoism really provided that for me. So I love that book. And I love Ralph Waldo Emerson and Michael DeMontaigne. And I think those guys are really great for teaching you about yourself. Um, tons of poetry. Read yeah. poetry, people. You know, <laughs> life is poetry in motion. It I is. I understand, you know, we've we've kind of lost the how cool words are when we sit and read them because people are beating our brains out with them all the time. But words are powerful. You know, you, yeah. They're very, very powerful, you know. They don't call it spelling for no reason. Right. <laughs> it comes from magic spells. Yeah. They, they have a lot more power. They conjure images. They conjure feelings, emotions, thoughts. The pen is mightier than the sword, you know, so. Mm -hmm. just to understand language for yourselves you know people need to understand it for themselves the power that words have we, mm -hmm. we don't we don't see we just see it as factual reporting 
it's just the news. They're just words, you know, and eh, they're not. There's vibration, there's energy, there's frequency behind it. And you can, there's like the light language that comes through each word. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's funny, you know, like uh, people used to function on hieroglyphics. Chinese Mm -hmm. is funny. Chinese is very pictographic. Yeah. Hebrew is, is very pictographic, you know, so the human mind almost has a faculty in it where we're looking for a definition through those pictures. There, there's a pictographic quality to the way that we process things. And right. We don't, in English, we've lost that. We're, we're very typed out and it's wordy. and Very masculine know. energy, that's for sure. It's like straight. And, and, and we've com- just go. Yeah. It, and, and English has confiscated a lot of words from other languages. I mean, English is built on, you know, Spanish and French aren't as hard to learn as you think. A lot of English words are already French and Spanish. You know, they, hmm. they just say it different. <laughs> Enunciate it, yeah. Yeah, just illumination, for example, is the French word for to light something up, you know. So Yeah, that's that's very mm-hmm. illuminating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yes. fancy words are French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting thing. I guess, yeah, with your work in poetry, you've definitely had a chance to kind of really dive deep with the vibrations of words, energy of words, what comes out and it comes through you too. How do you experience that when it comes through you? Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I, can you put you it know, into you, words? You're, you're, yeah, it's, well, it's funny. Cause you know, you, I've been through a lot of the, a lot of the religions and a lot of the reading um, and they're all very interesting. And, and when I got to Buddhism and, meditation and the chakra system and all that kind of stuff it really lit things up in my understanding of what i feel like inside you know what i mean when mm-hmm. when uh when something happens that i don't like or something like that I, i've learned to sort out what it feels like inside or when i have a thought that comes from somewhere that i don't like and i can feel it inside you know what i mean and Mm-hmm. or the difference between the good ones and what it feels like. So it's, and using the words and it, and it really comes back to using words because it's when I'm trying to talk to somebody and it, guys, it feels like it's the right words. You know what I mean? Like, it's not this, it's not exactly that or this, it's that, you know? And, and mm-hmm. I did, I really love, I guess it's silly to love words, but I kind of do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, fun. it's only silly if you declare that so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I like other languages. I like all that stuff. And I don't really, I mean, I tried to study some of them, but I don't have anybody to talk to. So it's hard. I got to get into classes for that stuff. But I'm yeah. going to, I think, though. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of <laughs> online classes now. Everything is going online, which is great. It makes it more Isn't accessible, it? too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic world, all electronic like that. Yeah. There's a like lot a, of bonuses like, to it. <laughs> like a neural network. <laughs> yeah basically and you can shape so, it and form it any way which you, you wish right I, which, yeah right not a lot of people see it that way they see it as like well this is the way it's done this is the way somebody showed me and this is the way i have to do it it's like no there's other ways of connecting there's other ways of doing things you just have to be open up to, enough to see, let it yourself see it right yeah exactly it's it's kind of automatic for us to just jump into it the way that the system portrays it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, it's not. It's a really unique opportunity because it's, I mean, you have access to an awful lot of things you didn't have access to before. And you could live in the, almost the middle of nowhere. And I mean, I have friends I talk to all over the place through, through Facebook and through the internet. And 
fancy, interesting places, you know, kind of places where you'd say, wow, that's a pretty crappy situation for you to be in. But hey, here you are talking to me and you can learn just as much as I can. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you can do with it in your situation, but, you know, knowledge is power. So good luck. Yeah, man. yeah that's the biggest thing, too, is there's so many sayings and they hold such deep, like, power to them too like knowledge is power that's true it's like they almost you say it so many times it loses its meaning but there's so much to it if you allow yourself to dig deeper right it is and and we're in such a you know technology is uh historically technology has been the thing that's really done you know we've had even with music for example the invention of the electric guitar in the 50s i mean that's where rock and roll I mean, look at all the stuff that happened around the electric guitar for the next 60 years. You know, that that bit of technology and the recording. Now we have the Internet. So it's a whole new technological jump. And now when you look back at 8000 years from this new perspective of you as an individual who has access to so much. I mean, what can you learn? (laughs) You know, (laughs) everything, everything and nothing. I know. How many people can you talk to to find out that everything everybody ever told you was true anyway? Yeah. You know? Why didn't you just listen? Why didn't you just listen? You knew all this stuff. It's so yeah. funny. But, yeah. So. so I want to know from you, for how do you invite the love vibration into your own life? I'm sure you probably do it with poetry and things like that. But is there any practices that help you assist you with this? Um, yeah, you know, uh, well, it's funny. I kind of I think about this sometimes, but I kind of love everything. I'm silly like that. I, I love music and I love writing and I love painting and art and people and, you know, all kind of babies and puppies and, you know, all the, you know, I have the things that everybody loves. I just love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it goes too much. My, I feel like my problem really is reining it in, you know, and, and meditation has been the thing that's really helped me the most. I feel, yeah. you know, just sitting down, it's funny, I never did it because I always felt like you had to sit in that position or something. You know, like, oh, well, you have to do it just it, like right? this. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that's how you, you have shown. to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's, you, know, you have to do it just like this. Well, you don't. You could sit yeah. on your couch. You know, you just have to. The important thing is the breathing. So yeah. if you're sitting anywhere, you just want to sit in a position where your airflow is good and clean, like a straight windpipe from your nose down through and back out your mouth so you can breathe, you know. Close your eyes, clear your mind. And, you know, it really helps a lot. It's amazing. I don't know. It's such a rudimentary thing. People, people voice that a bit of advice around like all the time. And you're like, you're yeah, like oh, just meditate. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah well, whatever, whatever. The but, next question that comes from that then is because you're so creative and so artistic and you have all of these things, I'm sure you have a lot going on in your mind. How do you clear it? <laughs> I don't know. I just have to turn it off. Really. It's, is it really you know, turning I, it off or it, it's, well, that's, what's funny about meditation is we used they tell you that that's what you're trying to do. And you sit down and you try to do it and you concentrate on your breathing and you say, all right, I'm not going to think about anything. I'm just going to just turn it off. And then magically there's still something there and you're amazed at what you find. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a different experience for a lot of people. You yeah. hear a lot of interesting stories, depending on who you talk to about it, you know, but uh, I like it a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, it definitely has a, uh, it can have a big impact on you and whether you practice it a lot or a little. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Can change. Yeah. 
it creates an interesting balance, especially in a life that's so fast paced, you know, and noisy, you know, to, to find a moment where you can sit down and just have silence. And that's a trick sometimes, isn't it, people? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <a> <laughs> yeah. Creating your own silence, I think. Just I find personally that I know my mind does not stop. It, it never has. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have a business. I have all of these things. I've got so much going on. I have old parents that I'm taking care of, you know, like I, the list goes on. But when I go in to meditate, I know those thoughts are going to be there. I expect them to be there. And what I do is I appreciate them. I look at them and I like white fluffy clouds, just observing. They make shapes, they make colors. <laughs> it's just basically learning how to detach from them. That was the biggest thing for me. Right. Is, understanding right. what it feels like when you are attached and what does it feel like when you're just observing when you're in that yes. place and you're like okay they're there i'm here and that's okay and it's and it's back to that concept of perception okay. you know yeah. It, it, yeah. it helps just balance your perception you know you're you're living life you're running around you are in the heat of it you know mm -hmm. you have to perceive things on the fly and here yeah. you are just perceiving you know and Sometimes you, not sometimes, I mean, it's definitely a benefit to be able to sit down and perceive it from that third person perspective, you yeah. know, That's she skill. has to do this, she yeah. has to do that. And, you know, and when you're, when you're on the fly all the time, you, you get run down, you know, yeah. you, you get frustrated, you're, you, but when you're in that third person, you get that grateful, you know, you well, you know what, what else would I be doing? Thank God I have these people because yeah. I care about them. They're so helpful. They make me laugh. They, whatever they provide in your life, you know what I mean? So it's that attitude of gratitude. My friend says all the time, you know, <laughs> he loves that you phrase. Basically you come, become your own best friend, right? Like you just kind of exactly. look at yourself as the third party. Therefore you're not emotionally involved in as much as you possibly humanly can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny. It, you know, in the chakra thing, it's seven and, and they tie all the emotions into the seven thing. And yeah. Music is eight and it's seven different notes. And the eighth note is that repetition, the octave, the, the core note at the higher vibration. You know what I mean? And hmm. having that meditation and being able to take that third person gives you that eighth note on that emotional scale. You know what I mean? You, cool. you have the other seven constantly you know but yeah. you have to you have to give yourself that eighth one where you take yourself out and you say this is me at a higher level this is this is me understanding all the stuff I have to do and yeah it's hard sometimes but you know I, yeah it's great sometimes you know yeah yeah it's, and that's it, polarity it, right it's just playing yeah out. you know and like kids, for example, they teach you quick, man. You, <laughs> as frustrating as a kid can be and as mad as you can get when you come home and there is enamel paint strewn across the wall and <laughs> oh, you just no. want to, and you left it somewhere and you know it's you your did. fault, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you just want to flip out because it's not coming off, mm -mm. you, you know, but you, <laughs> the, the, the next day when they tell you a joke and they smile in your face and give you a hug, it erases everything you're just like this yeah. is perfect forget is it i don't it's yeah it's yeah. you know and it's amazing so it's uh life is not as easy as we'd like it to be but mm -hmm. it's worthwhile you just have to learn if you approach it as learning it's a, it's a lot easier yeah, yeah if I you don't agree. yeah if you don't approach it as learning it's painful it can be very painful
So difficult. Really, that is a nugget of gold, everybody listening right there. Like, <laughs> understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take know. that it's to the funny. next level. How can we take that to the next level? Yeah. Always ask yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have a question then for you, because obviously you have a lot going on and you have a lot of obligations and you have a lot of passions. And how do you balance the two? Like, where does the role of fear and love come and play in there? Oh, man, I, balance is a challenge, isn't it? You know, I feel like I'm on a high wire sometimes. I don't know. I'm learning balance. It's been, you know, the way my life was before with having the family and raising everybody. I was really focused on that. And I really didn't focus on myself doing any of these things other than as a hobby, you know? So now that my situation has changed, I'm, I'm learning to develop in that situation. So, and it hasn't been that long, so I'm still on the road to developing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but I've done a lot of you know, studying and thinking and writing and things like that. So talking to people is very easy about it. The yeah. theory I get, I get terrifically. I could talk about the theory <laughs> endlessly, you know, but putting it into action, I have just as much trouble as everybody else. <laughs> That's a human thing. That's okay. It is, isn't <laughs> you know it? We're I mean? all just regular Welcome people. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. You know, I just like to read a lot for a long time. That's all. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. And that's okay. And, you know, mm -hmm. just a balance again, it brings back to that neutrality, what feels good and what you're overdoing, underdoing, just kind of tuning into those chakras and understanding and talking to them and saying, Hey, body, what do you need right now? Where am I at? Right. And understanding yeah, exactly. that connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to fit into life and society and the daily, yeah. you know, circle of the wheel as it goes around because you know, no matter how caught up you get up on yourself, the wheel's still going to go around. Yeah. Know? So. Yeah, that's so true. That too. So how do you recognize that you're taking action from fear or love? Like, how do you recognize that in your body? Well, like I was saying earlier about the, uh, you know, how the identifying, I mean, you can feel the difference and it's, what does it feel it's like? hard to describe for me. Uh, it feels like that negative kind of, I guess you feel kind of, I would say I feel kind of compressed when, it, when it's not a good thing in a way, you know, is a word I would use. Yeah. It kind of gives like a, something pushing down, like, yeah, you don't really want that, but you, you know, you kind of do or, and it becomes a lot of understanding of, you know, desire, you know, what do you, what, it, what is it that you just want it for the sake of wanting it right. because you like it as opposed to wanting something because it will make you better and it will advance, it will advance whatever it is you're trying to accomplish with yourself as a person. You know, I have another friend who says all the time, making the best version of yourself, you mm -hmm. know, is are the things that you want going to help make the best version of you, you know, or is it just going to be a gratification of something? or gratification yeah. of yourself so feed ego or soul you know and then you get into all those big words yeah <laughs> that are so small aren't they they are very words. couple letters so we got here that's it love and fear and ego, ego and soul they're yeah. just tiny little words but they really trip they everybody are up. monumental aren't they yeah. Wow. Yeah. mind mind is another tiny yeah. word it's a big one so yeah that's very interesting <clears throat> Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So what would you say is one of your biggest life lessons that you've learned here? Oh, man. Well, 
you know, the whole, the whole learning the difference between desire and making yourself a, a better version is, mm-hmm. and, and learning to choose, learning to choose between the two of them, I think is, is really something I've learned a lot about, you know, uh, I like doing all these arts so much and I always question myself as to why, you know, is, is it for this reason or that reason, or is it because I want to be popular or I want this, you know, I want to make money or I want to be a rock star, you know, all these, when you play guitar, everybody's, you want to be a rock star. Right. Like everybody says, <laughs> it depends you know on the guitar, I mean? right? Yeah. yeah. Well, is it acoustic? That, you know, is it electric? Yeah. That's the thing, you know, but it's, you know, that, you know, I, ask myself I don't I just love it I just love the sound I just love I mean Beethoven for example Beethoven's Ninth Symphony I mean the man was completely deaf when they premiered it they had to tap him on the shoulder so that he turned around for the standing ovation how does somebody do that that's if you listen to the Ninth Symphony right the audience going roar roaring standing on their feet clapping throwing all this love at him right like imagine How could he not feel that? I guess he was so wrapped up in his music, I guess. It's an artist thing. You know, and and he was, you know, so deaf at that point too. He had had really tried to sap that comprehension of vibration out of it. You know, he used to lay with his head on the piano trying to, Mm -hmm. trying to get it, you know? So, but you know, the, and if you listen to the music, it's just music. So amazing. It's really just beautiful. So I just love everything. I'm yeah. silly like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we need more people like you up there because we need love people to, to love things and put their heart and stamp on everything because the more we can do that, the less that things are just going to be hard and difficult and making things, you know, not feel so good. Just Yeah, it's been a pretty sad world. Just all the artists just dying to make a million dollars. It's the only reason they do it, you know, it's. There's a lot of people out there that are ridiculously talented. They just, but it's neat having the internet now. I mean, I have a feeling uh, we're going to see a lot more. We're going to see a lot more of this stuff. Next yeah. couple of years are really going to be interesting. Well, everyone's got uh, a chance to tap into what their pet talents are, their desires are, their wants, and maybe they want to share that. Oh, yeah. And we have such a medium for interaction, you know, with this yeah. whole internet thing. So hopefully if all the politics hold together and <laughs> we'll have a really nice world coming up well we'll sweet. have to see yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's having a hard time right now and having a hard time stepping into love and embodying that yeah I mean uh well it's tough when you're in that when you're in that kind of place uh, it's it sounds, it's hard to say because people think, oh, you're telling me to be selfish. But the fact of the matter is, is you really got to look inside and, and get with yourself for a while. You know, even yeah. if, you know, there's a lot of things you see on Facebook with people with memes and things all the time of, you know, cutting out toxic people and this yeah. and that and the other thing, but, and developing definitions, you know, better definitions for words like that, you know, better definitions for what a toxic person is. Because yeah. a lot of people think, well, this person, I love them and I, and you know, they they take care of me and they love me and it's, well, do they really, you know, or are they just kind of draining you? You know what, you know, you really need to, to look into what you think love actually is and, you know, and how you, how you actually feel and be serious with yourself, you know, about how you actually feel. 
a lot of people are in denial about how they actually feel. They, yeah. Oh, it just has to be this way. I, I just have to deal with it this way, you know, and do they'd you? stay unhappy. So mm-hmm. do you? I mean, yeah. it's, do you really? Who told you you had to stay that way? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the real question. question it. That's the thing too, is I find so many people are afraid to question or they're like, well, I don't know what the right question is. Well, any question is the right question. you got to start somewhere. Aren't they? Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, if somebody used to say a long time ago to me, the only stupid questions are the ones you don't ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, if you don't understand something, learn, ask a question. You, but people you know, don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look like they're ignorant and they don't want to feel like they don't know. Right? You know, and, and that's, you know, it's really funny that there's a, there's a phrase from Confucius. He says, uh, there's three paths to knowledge. There's the noble way, which is to study. Mm-hmm. And there's the easy way, which is to imitate. And then there's the bitter way, which is experience. But mm-hmm. the path to knowledge is one. Like Everybody's going to get there. It's up to you which way you choose. You know. So if you choose imitation and you feel stupid, well, you feel stupid. You're not stupid. You're learning something. So yeah. it's, it's that learning to let go of that. Other people are going to criticize me. What other people are going to say matters. Right. Does and that it? in itself is a fear that can drive you, but in the wrong direction. Exactly. You know, and it connects back to loss. You know, it, mm-hmm. you feel like you lose that sense of self-importance, you know, when you get up there, you, you put yourself out there. That's what makes you feel important. Then somebody comes along and tells you you're an idiot. And you're like, well, that was everything I had. Don't and you believe an them. Idiot. <laughs> and, you, and you let it get to you. But yeah. There, there are 7 billion people. Put it around somewhere else. Somebody might think you're a genius. You never yeah. know. You know, you never know. If you don't look, you'll never find out. That's the thing. And then you've all the old axioms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to show for just all of those. That's it. Seeking ye shall find. You know, yeah. They'll just make up there. a list of a million of them, right? If you build it, they will come. It's, yeah. you know, there's lots of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So is there anything else that you wanted to add to the listeners that you just feel that they should know or maybe even contemplate or what, what would that be? Well, you know, I, I, um, it's funny. There's a, a, I like this book by a Japanese samurai, Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi. And it's very funny because over and over again in it, he says things in this very plain Japanese way of, if you look at it broadly, you will get many things wrong. This, inquir- this requires intense practice and meditation. And, and he says these kind of things over and over throughout the course of the book, and it's, and it's on sword fighting. But mm-hmm. the way that he says them is just so perfect because it, it adds this simplicity that, we, that we've lost over the years of just practice, just meditate. Just take it as it comes and do it. And yes, it's hard. And yes, you feel dumb, but do it anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's if one, you know, don't worry about the destination as much as the journey and go through the journey. Don't be afraid of the journey. If you're afraid of the journey, you never go anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that but you got to get in. Yeah, Sorry. you got to get into yourself. You know, just that's all, you know, mm-hmm. study yourself and learn yourself and what you like and. The internet's there. Yeah. Google it. Ask a question. 
You'd be amazed if you ask Google the right question, they will tell you everything. <laughs> so it yeah. comes up, you know, yeah, it's wow. I can't believe you answered that. <laughs> <laughs> there is an answer for everything. It's amazing. It's, and now if you could discover the Google within you. You know, and then there's that too. Once you get into understanding yourself and what your mind actually is and what it's capable of. And there's a lot of strange things in the scientific community that I've seen about our biology and how our brain works and some very interesting shows on Gaia, mm-hmm. you know, that I like, but yeah. Dr. Spinoza is interesting. And I think the Teresa Hubbard is a lady. She's a oh, yeah. quantum physics and hermetics yeah. and stuff. And she's really interesting. And so there's a lot of really interesting knowledge that's very complex, but still very like television accessible somehow. I don't, you know, I, right? <laughs> I can't believe I got into quantum physics. Oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> You're the other guy's a neurologist. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's a neurologist and he's showing me you know, diagrams of your brain while you're meditating. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see thank my you. brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. what does it do? Like, yeah. <laughs> <does it> <laughs> like oh, that's so. what lights up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's different colors. Neat. Absolutely. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, like, I just, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of these ideas and concepts and theories and just connecting and, and I, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you just coming on and sharing your, your voice. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was really nice to meet you. Yeah. I love these cool. little uh, funny coincidences. I've been having so many lately. It's, I'm just going with it anymore. No more fear. No more fear. See what happens. Yeah. Oh, well. That's awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to learning more about you in the time to come. All right. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.